What's up, everybody? This is Tim Green from The Dividend, the premier social-emotional learning project for boys in Memphis, and I'm here with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective Podcast. What's good? It's your girl Jalen Denae with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective Podcast. Verbally Effective, episode 53, your double E, Ina Esco. How is everybody doing? Thank you so much for listening once again to the Verbally Effective Podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and my guest. And I'm really happy he's here. I've been trying to get him on the pod for a minute. And he's here. I have none other than Mr. Cameron Whalem, musician extraordinaire, singer. He does a lot of things, but he's of the Bruno Mars band and the Hooligans. Hey, Cameron. Good evening. Oh, no, good evening, <laughs> What's me. up? What's going How on? How you doing? I'm great. I can't complain. I'm glad all. I could get you while you in town. You I know, know how you do. Finally, it's been a it's been a while. We're trying to work it out, but yeah, I'm here you've now. Been just said, where you just come from? Like, what you been doing? Uh, I was in Philadelphia yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I don't know Vegas for New Year's. I'm kind of just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, you're taking like a like you're is it like a pause? Right it's now? not a pause. The tour is over, so okay. n- kind of a pause. Um. I still got shows like here and there. Like we're doing a Super Bowl show in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, and then like something else at the end of February. So I still got a little stuff here and there. But. Oh, so you're a part of the Super Bowl festivities. Yeah, the festivities, the Saturday night. Okay. We got a show with, uh, it's Cardi B and then us. Okay. We're like the, it's a whole weekend. Like th- Thursday is Ludacris and Migos. Friday, I can't think who it is. And then Saturday is a, so it's going to be crazy. What year was that that you performed for the Super Bowl with Beyonce? That was 2016. We did 2014 with just us. And then 2016, we did. How was that? Like, you still have good memories. I have great. That's still my profile (laughs) picture on Facebook. Right. Right. (laughs) The one with Beyonce. Yeah, that's going to, that's going to stay there. Okay, well, we're we're going to talk more about your performances and your award shows and everything that you've been doing musically. But I want to start at the beginning like I do with, you know, most of my guests. Now, you're from Memphis. What part of Memphis are you from? I'm from Hickory Hill. That's where I was what? born at until I was about eight, and then we moved over, like, by the University of Memphis. So. Okay. But, yeah, East Memphis. East Memphis. And your dad's a pastor. My dad's a pastor. My granddad was a pastor. Uh been at the same church well yeah my granddad was a pastor for a long time then he my dad took over in mm-hmm. 2000 1999 or something like that and then yeah been around that the whole time so like you were going to church every sunday every sunday every tuesday wednesday <laughs> bible study S- uh saturdays basketball team step team choir i was in the band dance team all everything you could think of trust mm-hmm. me so you I, were, i've like, done it all musically inclined at a young age yeah, I um, I had my like I started singing real early. I don't know really the age I started singing, but my first solo was at four, at uh Mount Pisgah daycare in Orange Mound. Uh, yeah, so I've been around it a long time, mm-hmm. going to my uncle's concerts and singing at church. Had my you know my brothers both do music and so. Wow, like what are the odds that like both of your siblings, you all would be into music like this? I think that's I think it's not so random actually. I think it's kind of that's what it. That's what it was supposed to be. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We 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 were brought up in that, so it's like the natural. Mm-hmm. All three of us are have our specialties as far as music goes, but, you know, we all had the same upbringing, so it was natural that we fell into music some kind of way. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, did you all ever want to, like, start a group together? <laughs> the way We look. never talked about that, <laughs> but it's one of those things to where I feel like eventually it's something going to happen. It's for, not not necessarily it. a group, but eventually we're going to do some music and something. We always around, you know what I'm saying? We always talking. So, we're going to do something. I can something. definitely see that. Um, I've met both of your brothers. I actually just met Cortland mm-hmm. not too long ago at Porcelain's. Um, oh yeah, yeah, up here. Performance here. Yeah, I yeah. know where your brother is. He I was supposed right. to make it. I I left town that day, I think, but I was supposed to come up here. Yeah, he can sing his butt off. Yeah, I know. see you, Cortland. We you talked about getting him on the pod too. We're gonna, gonna tell him to come up here. We're gonna bring him in in the nineteen. <laughs> but you know, my my number one question with you growing up as a preacher's kid, you know, I know you like. You know, hip hop music, and I'm sure growing up, was that ever an issue in, in the house? Like, it did pretty much let you do what you want. That was never a question. Um, like he never, they never tripped. Her, him and my, him and my mom never really tripped on it. We, um, the environment we grew up in, like it wasn't just church. Yeah, I did a lot of church, but you know, I was played basketball at the Y. I, you know, public schools, like so. I was still a regular kid. Mm-hmm. Um. So they never really tripped. My dad took one CD from me when what I was like CD twelve. Was that? This one, that one, Ludacris Word of Mouth. <laughs> I think it was it was either that one or Chicken a Chicken a Beer, but it was one of them. But I remember he took that. That was like seventh grade because I, I mean whatever. I ain't had no. How did the conversation go? What you mean conversation? He what? just oh, took, he it. Just took what? it. He ain't had to ask me, but I knew where he put it, so I used to go listen to it. But I mean, oh, other wow. than that, like they never really tripped on it. We um. They love hip hop music, you know they what I'm saying? Do. Oh yeah. I mean, we're a product of the hip hop generation. I was born in 89. My brother uh, Kim was born in 83, Colin was born in 84. So we were like that was our our time. So like you can't really like hide that, you know what I'm saying? So to fight that from your kids would kind of be like they're going to do it anyway. They're going to listen to it anyway. So well, that's good. Um and you went to Overton? I went to Overton. School of Performing Arts. I went to Colonial and then I went to Overton. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. That's, Overton is, you know, I don't think they got the same band director stuff over there now. But when I was there, it was, it was a uh, like a powerful performing arts, creative and performing arts mm-hmm. school. Colonial was the feeder to that, and yeah, I went to Overton and Stacks all through high school, and that's kind of that was my makeup as far as that goes. So when did you start playing the trombone? In the fifth grade oh, at CI. That early. Oh, yep. Okay. I um I started playing the bass guitar at nine, and then I switched to trombone at ten, mm-hmm. um and kind of just kept that was like my main thing. So singing took a backseat, everything else took a backseat. I was like a a trombone. Everybody knew me for that. Even now, that's like what a, mo- a lot of people know me from. Not singing. Um, I ain't really start singing outside of church until I got to like my final year. I was in college or something. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It took a minute. Okay, so is the trombone your favorite, I guess, musical piece of you, or is it singing? It depends. It depends. It depends. I mean, it's one of the two. Okay. But like I said, a lot of people don't know that I sing, so I'm kind of trying to, I want to get that out more right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of, I haven't put trombone to the side, but I ain't really, I kind of put that on break. Well, let me hear a little song. See, she knows she's going to do that. Let me hear that. Like my answer going to (laughs) change. Okay. Ooh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm, let me ask you this: Are you a tenor or a, I'm a, a bass? Like a baritone tenor. Let me see. They like sound like my talk. They really me. think they're gonna give me a single. Like up you can do a do right me. It's over. Okay, <laughs> damn. 
Damn. It's over with. No, look, I'm putting out music soon, though. So okay. then, you know, you got to build gotta up. You got to let the it. people wait on something, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm telling them it's going to be good, so now they got to <laughs> wait on it. Okay, well, we're going to wait on it, I guess. <laughs> we might get them off the mic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Let's back up a little bit. Um, you graduated from Overton. What happened? I went to Morehouse College. How was that? Morehouse was great. Morehouse, it was that was a thing like um my dad went to Morehouse, my uncles went to Morehouse, both of my brothers went to Morehouse. So that was like that was a no brainer. I didn't even that was the only school I applied to. Mm. Like so if I wouldn't have got in, I don't know what I would have done. But, mm-hmm. you know, I got in, I got there, I was in the marching band, I was in the jazz band, I was in the glee club. And um yeah, I was having fun down there. I was I kicking did. it. Yeah, I was it was a it wasn't a culture shock, but it was just new to me. Like going from, you know, being the only kid at the house with my parents to being at, in Atlanta at Morehouse County, just free to, to do whatever. Uh, long story short, I ended up leaving Morehouse after that year, coming back to University of Memphis for a year. Mm-hmm. I ended up leaving there, going to work at Nike for like a semester. Then I ended up moving to New York, going to the jazz school up there. And that's when I kind of like focused in on everything. Wow, you had a lot of It took a long time. Yeah, yeah. I was, I I was 21 that. when I moved to New York, and that's when, like, I really, like, was like, yo, bro, mm-hmm. you got to gotta chill out, bro. That's when it really happened for me. That's okay. when it started, you know, looking a different for me. Okay, so things were, I guess, too much going on in, in Atlanta. Was, yeah, man. Then you came to Memphis. I was a little, then, I was young, man. Everybody... Mm-hmm. College right out of high school ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I And I had a lot happen my freshman year. My granddad died. I broke my jaw. Like, it was a lot of stuff oh, that happened, that? man. So I, it was a heavy first semester. Mm-hmm. And then the second semester, I was kind of just already out there. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. everything happened how it was supposed to. Yeah. For sure. So how was New York when you went to the East? New York was great. Oh. It was, New York was, um, that was different, too. It was different because, like, I'm on my own, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't, I had roommates and stuff, but I didn't going to Morehouse, my brothers had just left. I knew a whole lot of people. I, my Cortland still lived there. So I you know, I kind of knew that situation. When I got to New York, I think Ken lived up there, but he was in Brooklyn and my school was in Manhattan, so I was just on my own, you know what I'm saying? So I had to figure out, you know, travel, transportation. I had to kind of figure a whole lot of stuff out on my own early as soon as I got there. And that kind of set the tone for it. You know, as far as balancing that personal life, schoolwork, practicing gigs, it kind of just helped me, you know, put put my life in order as far as how it was going to be for the rest of, I guess, the rest of my life. How long was jazz school? I was up there for a year and a half, and then I got the call to start. I haven't, I didn't graduate. Okay. So I was up there. I had like maybe two semesters left, three semesters left, and then I got the call to to go tour. Uh, and then I we're Bruno. Just well, yeah. Like so <laughs> my <laughs> <Just> brother <like. laughs> Kenneth, uh-huh. um, he had been living in New York for a while at this point. Um, so at this time, I had started playing with him on like different sessions and records and gigs and stuff. And um, I did SNL with him with Jesse J. So that was like my first like TV show, first gig. That was 2011. And I went back to the dorm. And then maybe a week later, he hit me up and was like, yo, these people want to, uh, you heard of Bruno Mars? And I was like, I mean, I was like, yeah, I heard him. It was, he had a nothing on you out or something like that. So he was like, you heard of this, this guy, they want to put horns together, da, da, da. So I was like, all right, whatever. So they flew us out to LA. We did American Idol. And it was supposed to be just a one-time thing. 
So I went back to New York, went back to class for a couple of days. Then I got the email that said they wanted to bring us on permanently. Mm. And that, you know, I hit my parents up, let you know, let them know what was going on, see what they thought about it, and they was like, "Go ahead." So oh, now wow. it'll be eight years in March. Wow! Oh my God! Like. I remember when Bruno Mars had that song out back then. And it's like, if you think between then and now, look how big out and blew up. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, people ask me all the time, like, did you ever think, you know, you would be doing? And I did think I would be doing this, but there, you know, some, certain stuff we've done is just like, I ain't even think about that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you probably never imagined you would be performing at Super Bowls. And- yeah, Super Bowls, um, the White House. There, there's a lot of stuff that I just, I just didn't even think about. Like, it never even crossed my mind. But, you know, um, I planned on doing stuff like this, so it didn't. It wasn't really a big surprise. So what are your some of your favorite experiences uh, from being in the Bruno Mars family? Uh, I mean, definitely the Super Bowls. You got to, you got to, both of them, the first one, they were two totally different experiences. Like, the first one, mm-hmm. you know, we were all new to that stage. Mm-hmm. Um we just didn't know what all it took and how it worked. And you got to be, you got a minute to get up there. You got 12 minutes to perform. You got to get off stage. They got to clear the field. It's like, it's a whole lot of stuff that we weren't really, you know, that we just got to see from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was freezing cold up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they thought it was going to rain. Like they thought it was going to freeze out. We were going to have to postpone. Like it was just a whole lot of stuff <laughs> that happened. Um, and then the day after, so we did it. We get done with it. The day after, I'm supposed to leave to come back to Memphis to get ready for my show at the Hard Rock. The flights get canceled. We get snowed in. So that whole week was a whole, like, little thing. And then the second one was different because we felt like, like, home court advantage, home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? Because we had been there before. So, like, a lot of, you know, the other bands, Beyonce's dancers and Coldplay, they they weren't nervous. But a lot of, you know, they just hadn't done it before. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of felt like we had the advantage on that one. And then we, we were only up there for, like, two, four minutes or something like that. It so, we was like, longer. man, let's go kill it. Let's go, <laughs> you know. So, it was two different experiences, but they were both, those were probably my favorites. And the White House. And the White House. How was that meeting former President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama? It was so cool, man. Cool. They they cool. Well, they like cool, like we cool. Oh, cool, cool. Really cool, cool, cool. in yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Michelle was sweet. Like, it felt like they act like they knew us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to stand next to them on the picture and stuff like that. So I'm like, I remember. Me and Barack that. was looking eye to eye because he he's kind of tall. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was real cool. Mm-hmm. You missed them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, don't Trump, we all? Trump. <laughs> Trump. What you think about Trump? I mean, I think he's doing what he want to do. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, he's doing exactly what he want to do, you know. I think we got to, we can't leave it all in his hands, you know what I'm saying? We got to do exactly what we, whatever we need to do to make sure our life continues to go how we need it to go mm-hmm. and make other arrangements for whatever he got going on because mm-hmm. you never know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's he doing what, ball. he ain't surprising me, I'll tell you that. No, not at this point. Everybody's still getting like surprised and up in arms and stuff. I'm like, no, well, no. he's been the same person for like after uh, quite a few pivotal things he's done. Now at this point, yeah. I, it don't even matter. It's yeah, like, bro. oh, okay, he doing that. It's thing. like y'all letting yourself get mad every two days for this man. Yeah, it's amazing the things yeah. that he's getting away with. I think maybe because it's so unprecedented. Like, no yeah, other president has tried it even, but he don't care. He, he really don't and you like on one hand you got to respect it though it's like you not respect him but yeah. respect the fact that sh- i guess he mean he this shit. The shots, huh? he mean it he ain't giving up 
Yeah, he playing hardball. But I, I do want to talk more about politics, but I kind of want to back up a little bit um, back to you and your bandmates. It's like you've been with them like eight years now, and I know you guys spend so much time together. You know, you've traveled the world together. Are you all like really like brothers? Yeah, we really, it's really tight. Like over the past like two years, two, three years, we've gotten tighter. We were always tight, but you know how it is, man. And it's a group of, it was nine of us, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. naturally there's stuff that not happens. Ain't nobody got to fight or nothing like that, but you know, <laughs> niggas get into it. People get into it like little words here and there. Or you feel a certain way. But after all this time, man, it's just like, hey. I'm me, you, you, we got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But at the past, like I said, the past two years, I think we probably at the point where we the tightest we've been. That's cool. So like a brotherhood, really. Yeah, man. You got to think about it. We wake up, see these, see these people, go to sleep, see them right before you go to sleep, with them all day, you're eating with them, you're on the bus with them, you're on the plane. Like, you got to deal with them. Mm -hmm. And not saying that's the only reason we cool, but you, you learn that kind of early to where, man, look, you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta go ahead and do what you're here for. You know what I'm saying? You can't let nothing knock you off of that. Because at the end of the day, it's still business. Yeah, too. at the end of the day, it's still business. I mean, we are a family, and my our band is a little different from a lot of other bands because you know we we've, we've had this same unit for a long time. So it's there's a, it's definitely a family. Mm -hmm. It seems like, and it seems like you all are like really close with Bruno, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like right there with the other brothers, like y'all yeah, cool beans. Yeah, and I think. Um, like when I when we met when I met Bruno, he was Bruno, but it was before a lot of, you know, he only had one album out. You know, he was had the nothing on you and, and the lazy song those. So it was kind of early, and when I you know my first the tour the first tour with him we were all on the same bus. You know what I'm saying? We same dress. Not I don't know if it was the same dress room, but we were always around each other from the jump. So when stuff started to happen, we were already kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we kind of just roll with it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It seems like, you know, you all have grown a lot since you all been together. And, you know, you look at Bruno. I mean, he, he seems to be, and it's on the outside looking in, maybe even a perfectionist. I don't know. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Now, yeah. with him being a perfectionist, what all have you learned from Bruno? Just well, I'm a perfectionist him? too, though. I feel, I was about to say that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I, um, from him, man, I, I learn stuff every day. He's, he's a genius. You know what I'm saying? He... He knows exactly what he wants from from the sounds to the cost to the outfits to the to the lights to the instruments like everything he has his hand on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned from him. Like just you got to do everything. You know what I mean? You got to know what's going. Then you got to do everything, but you got to know what's going on and know what how you want your vision to come across. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned with being from being with him. And that's awesome to learn it from like such a mega. Yeah, star. he he the one he the one to learn it from. Uh huh. So now is that preparing you for for what you're doing now with your solo? Yeah, well, it's preparing me for um it's preparing me for everything I'm doing though, like you know, with the kids and writing music and uh, arranging performances and putting shows together. Like it's it's preparing me for all that stuff. Wow. So what are you doing with the kids and Stacks? Tell well, me about it. I've always so I went to Stacks uh Middle school, I started going to middle school like in the summer times. Then by like 11th, 12th grade, they started hiring me to come in and play for different shows and stuff. So pretty much every year for the past eight years, six, seven years, I've been going back. I go back all the time and just, you know, just lend my hand and where I can. But now um, 
we're talking about kind of making it a more official role up there. Um, so I'll just, you know, whatever. I'll be up there um, kind of stepping in for the, the uh, instrumental program. So like the band and the rhythm section and all that, I'll kind of be doing that. Um, and at the church, too, I'm my dad asked me to take over the youth department. So I'm what? I'm doing that. So that's I'm double duty right now. That's, that's what I told you. Awesome. I, I'm doing a lot, man. So I got the youth department at church, and then the stacks kids, and who knows what else about to so about how, to have. How do the kids react to you? Do do they you know just tell me how are they like? They love oh me. my god, well, it's Cam. When they if they know who I am, then uh-huh. it's like you know they they love the fact I'm there. A lot of kids really don't even realize what I've done, or you know what I'm saying, where where I came from, and why I'm here. Um, but once they realize it, they're like, "Oh my God, you're the one that's in the video." You da da da. So, I mean, I love I love helping working with kids. Period. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like I ain't in there being on Hollywood and like mm-hmm. you know I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> so the, I mean, I love working with kids. They they love me. I I, lo- I know I know how to help. You know what I'm saying? I know how to help in in certain situations. So, I, you know, I'm, I love that. Mm-hmm. And how old are you, Cam? Twenty nine. 29. I'll be 30 in July. You'll be 30 in July. Oh, my. It's coming on up, it's man. It's coming. I need to Cancer. go somewhere. I need a trip or something. Well, that could be tomorrow you going on a trip. I'm talking about my birthday. I need to do something. Yes, you do for Rent your 30. Rent out the FedEx form and throw a party. You should just do playing. that. That's different. I was just playing. You should do something really cute. Make <laughs> sure you invite the verbally affected True. Now, let me ask you this. Like, out of all the traveling, speaking of traveling, what's your favorite continent? and place to go like Mm. what what has been like some of the most majestic things you've seen while traveling the world i love australia i love going to australia um and like new zealand because we we normally go to those two places at the same time um it's just it's just free over there you know what i'm saying it's the weather nice the people nice the it's beautiful over there Mm -hmm. um so australia probably my favorite place uh Man, I like L.A. It's local, I guess, but I love like L.A. LA. What do you like about L.A.? I didn't like it at first. Like, Well, I didn't like it as far as like wanting to live there. I've always liked it, per se, but I lately I've been been messing with it a lot more. It's just cool. Is everybody, anybody stun you out there? Mm-hmm. Look, we just had Fresh here. You know, he's staying yeah. in L.A. He's just so cool and laid back. Shout out to my guy Fresh, man. <laughs> just so cool and laid back. You always talking about the Memphis Tigers. I know you're a huge fan. What's going on with the Tigers? You what you mean? About, so what is your We're about anal- to win the championship. What, what, what's the analysis from your opinion? What you mean? We're about to win opinion? the championship. You think so? Listen. <laughs> I, I can't never. You know how they do the brackets? Mm-hmm. I can never do a bracket for real because if, if Memphis is in it, I'm taking them all the way. Mm-hmm. And the one year we went. My freshman year of college, I was the only one in the dorm that had us going really? all the way. So I can't like that's how that's how I'm gonna do it every time. So I say that to say we're gonna win the championship mm-hmm. this year and next year. So you go to all the games? When you're I don't town. go to all the games. I, I I go to as many as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I I've always been. I used to be a ball boy for the Tigers. I know that when I was in middle school. Yeah, when I uh, like those three years in middle school, I was a ball boy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've been a, I've been. Since the pyramid, man. Was that Calipari there when yep. you were there? I was there his first year. Okay. His first year and like those first three years or something like that. So uh, you and Penny cool, y'all? Yeah, we know, cool. Top it up sometime. Yeah, we. Uh, I saw him in Vegas at one of those tournaments. We cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't like talking here. They talk on the phone and like that, but we cool, yeah. Right, like, but you at the game, you probably on the front row, you know. Listen. 
I just try to support. What about the Grizzlies? Are you a Grizzly fan? I am a Grizzly fan since my dad got season tickets that first season, so we've been since day one. But lately, them boys tripping, man. I don't What's know. going on? I don't know, man. Oh, I've been they seeing got some ugly clips. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that no more. They got to figure something out. Yes. Because, yeah. It's been a while. They need to have been figuring something out. Yeah, man. Well, the Tiger's still here. Yeah, the Tiger's You know still what I'm saying? Here. So, I don't know what the Grizz got going on, but hopefully they figure it out soon or figure something out. Do you have a team um, other than, you know, I know you like the Grizzlies, Tigers, like other than local. Who's your favorite NBA team? The Grizzlies. That's it. I didn't think you were gonna say that. That's it. <laughs> I got players. I like. I'm a. I'm a LeBron fan. I like. You know. I like a couple mm-hmm. players, but I'm a hometown you person. Memphis, man. I'm for hometown. real. 100. Okay. Okay. So um, we talked about sports. Um, talked about you touring. What about the ladies? I what know about? you probably got like a whole fan club. What? Yeah. No. Yes. No. No. Look. Um. It's hard, you know what I'm saying? It's hard dealing with relationships and stuff like that cuz you know, I'm gone all the time. I'm it's just it's hard, you know what I mean? It's hard to to really have one a relationship to really be work like that, you know what I mean? I I was just I just was gone 2 years. You know what I mean? The better part of 2 full years, so you know, whatever uh Whatever happened. Whatever happened, happened. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you on God the go. brings this way. You on the go. I'm on the go right now. Um, mm-hmm. you, will, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Now, let's talk about some current events. Now, I don't know if you saw the interview with Soldier Boy. I saw it yesterday. Club. Oh, my God. So, you know Soldier Boy is actually from Batesville, Mississippi, mm-hmm. down the street. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've met people that actually know him, know him. Um, but would you give him credit for kind of starting the whole viral hip-hop? Hell yeah. So it was him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know who else did it, but I know he was one of the ones who did it. Like, I remember being in high school and, like, on YouTube or LimeWire or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, man, the thing about that interview, it was a great interview to me. Mm-hmm. He told, I mean, I ain't going to say he told no lies. He was, like, trolling a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. on certain parts. But the man was telling the truth, truth. Right. When they like, he went down a whole little list. And I was like, damn, he sure he was. did. And Charlamagne couldn't say mm-hmm. nothing, but he right. Yeah. When Drake stole his lines. Beyonce, I never knew that. Beyonce did. On Which, the the one she walked, the uh the hopped about the bed, turned the swag on thing. When yeah. she walked with the bat or whatever. So he might be getting a check for all that, oh, I'm huh? sure he's getting a check. Oh, that's well, why he been so low-key and straight. Yeah. I mean, look, Soldier Boy, you know, he. I think, like I said, I think he was trolling, uh, but he was definitely spitting some facts on there for yeah, sure. He was. he was funny too. I he didn't was know funny he was as hell, and I think he knew he was at fun. Like he knew it was like he was, he was, like, he was like, having fun. Yeah, I was man. like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah it was okay, a good interview. Soldier. Shout uh, out to Soldier Boy. Shout out, Mid South, huh? The look, we did connection. we did the Met Ball, the Met Gala in New York in 2012. And you know you know the Met Gala is real nice. uppity and real. Everybody got theme. on these suits, and so we were we were the performers, and we were doing our regular show, and we have like a party set, which is what we used to do in Vegas and at little private parties, whatever. And one of the songs in the party set is the Soldier Boy, and it goes like 
if we do something and it switches and goes straight like hip hop, black, whatever. So man, we did that joint and the place they turned up mm-hmm. in their suits. Like so that that's the effect of that dance and that mm-hmm. song. Like we as soon as we did it, mm-hmm. it went crazy and like changed the whole night. The song now watch me you yeah, yeah that was We was up there doing up. it with trombones and we was like mm-hmm. in tuxedos, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's a that mm-hmm. that was a party starter because I remember Beyonce being on tour and she started, you know, doing that dance. Uh, during her performance and everybody was and that pretty boy crazy. swag was my anthem back in college was though. it pretty boy <laughs> swag hey, that's, that oh was that hard. was the jam oh yeah soldier boy got some songs what's up soldier boy look what's up miami <laughs> mike get your boy soldier boy on the verbal effect the podcast so what's up miami okay so you know yesterday uh sade are you a sade fan yeah she turned 60 she did isn't that wonderful she look good she do don't she do you have like a thing for like older beauties? Do I have a thing for older beauties? I know I've seen you like post like <laughs> I love beautiful Richard, women. You know, like Fel- some of yeah, your classic. Yeah. You know, there's a couple. Yeah, Felicia Rashad is the one though. She like yeah. she could be a hundred. She's like goals. Yeah, Felicia Rashad. Um, I can't think of the names right now because I'm gonna leave somebody out. But it's a, yeah, I love, I love that like classy like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Beautiful nineties, eighties sitcom mama. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you catch? I'm kind of changing the subject. Did you catch Cardi B's video yesterday about uh the government Trump? Shutdown. Yeah, so Cardi B on fire right now. Cardi B woke as hell. Huh? Cardi B on fire. Across I mean, the board. it's like you've been working with Cardi B while on tour with Bruno. So, like in person, to me, what you see is what you get. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I think people like her so much because, like, they don't have to worry about who she might be when she leave or who she was before she got there. Like, no, she's the same person. Cardi, she's great. She's the like on literally. I think she's the one. She's on fire. It's her. Who is it? Her Drake, Beyonce. Mm -hmm. They the top. They can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. Anything can pop off. Everybody keep trying to bring Drake into some stuff, and he's just like, all right. Yeah. He gonna hit us with another banger song. I'm sure of it. But Cardi B, back to Cardi B, she was talking about this government shutdown. You know, Trump said that these federal workers, um, although you're not getting paid right now, you need to report to work. You may get fired if you don't come to work. What do you think about this government shutdown? I think it's a mess. I think, like, I think that the the crazy part about it is you can't, even though it's shut down and you ain't getting paid, you still can't just, like, like leave. You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, you can, like, take days off, I guess, but... You still got to support your family. You got to look for after the shutdown. You know what I mean? You can't right. just buck off and say F the system. Like, you still got to respect what's going on, like what's in place. Because it ain't your boss' fault. It ain't, you know, it ain't these people's fault. They got to they gotta figure it out, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Trump is the president, period. You know what I mean? We could be mad about it. We can feel however we want about it. But he's definitely the president. So we got to figure out how to move while he's the president. You know what I'm saying? We can't just keep getting mad and keep, you know, expecting him to do something different. I don't right. get it. Right. He's doing the same thing he said he was going to do. He you is, know what I'm saying? He we, is. And this is the longest government shutdown ever at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, people wouldn't have thought it would have gone on this long, but he want that wild. Well, it could be one of those things, man, that, like, it could be a blessing in disguise. Now, going forward, people might want to save more money. People might want to put different money to the side just in mm-hmm. case something happens to where they can't get their money. So, I mean, you know, hopefully it works like that. Like that. Hopefully it works in reverse like that. I hope so. These people crazy, man. Real ugly. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Mm, you ain't got to worry about stuff like that, dude. 
Shit, I gotta worry about everything. <laughs> I was worried at the airport the other day that the TSA oh, people weren't gonna be there. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, like the TSA. But workers. see, I got pre-checked though. Let me tell you, if you're listening and you and you travel, mm-hmm. get TSA pre-checked because you don't got to take nothing off. You can leave your shoes on, leave your laptop in your bag. All you got to do is take your jacket off, put it on the thing, put everything on there, and walk through. Is that something going on now because of the shutdown or in general? Oh, I don't. I don't. I've been had it. Well, TSA. no, I got it a few months ago. Oh, is it because you're a celebrity? You can get no. You apply and you TSA. pay for it. You get. You got to go get interviewed. <laughs> okay. You got to get interviewed and get it, but it's worth it. Wow! Wow! Now um, I gotta check into that. I, I plan to do more traveling in the night. Well, you gotta get it then. I gotta get it. Now I hear that you're working on some new music. Can you tell me a little bit about that? You have an upcoming performance. I have an upcoming performance. Uh, well, the song is. It's a song featuring Project Pat. I'm going to put it out soon. I don't know when yet. But over the next month to a month and a half, two months, it'll be out. Um, yeah, I'm performing it uh, this Sunday. Well, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm performing it uh, at the Memphis Rap Legend show mm-hmm. with him. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shoot a video to it soon. I'm going to like go ahead and Can I get a video? Out. Yeah. For real? Sure. Okay, yeah. Let me know. <laughs> sure. Like, we can start it off with on the Verbal sure, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let me ask you about the song, though, since I haven't heard it. Is it your song, and he just going to spit a verse, or is it he spitting verses and you singing the hook? How does it go? It's my song. Mm-hmm. I wrote the song, and he didn't know he's doing a verse. So I'm singing the hook and the rest of the verses, but he's like, he got a verse, too. You handpicked that? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the song is about, it's like a Memphis song, so I want it, like, Pat or I had a couple of people, other people in mind that I wanted on it, but Pat worked out perfectly. Wow. Well, we look forward to that, Cam. What else you got going on? Uh, man, I, I need to get some rest. Yeah. I, I've been moving around a lot. I'm not complaining. Like, this is what I, this is what I, you know, it's a part of my life, I guess. But, you know, nothing, um, just that, trying to do more music, uh, about to be back over at Stack some more. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to, you know. Make the world a better place for you and me, like Michael Jackson said. Look, where you are, you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you, Karen. Well, I appreciate it. I'm proud of you. This is dope. Thank you. Thank this you. I'll be listening. Okay. Well, you're going to have to share it on your socials. I will. Please. Now, could you give everybody your social media so they can, you know, follow you, you know? My social media. Yeah. Same name, at Cameron Whalum, K-A-M-E-R-O-N-W-H-A-L-U-M. Um. People be getting mad at me because I ain't like following them back or something. I really don't be seeing it sometimes. Like, so if I'm not <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm about to follow everybody back, but like sometimes if you like get mad at me or something or send me a message or something, and I don't reply. I might not have seen it. So give me a break. What they say? Charge, they say, they it, charge say, it to my head. They gonna say you see what you want to see. Man, people been telling people not people, but I done heard that I acting funny. You acting funny, Cameron? I don't think so. You don't think so? But, you didn't see it. I don't be saying stuff, but I'm gonna do better. I, I'm I got little. I'm not as busy right now, so. But hit them up, ladies. It's time. No, 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 no. Not as busy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I, ain't... I mean fans. I mean Listen, fans. Can business opportunities. Right, business opportunities. <laughs> business opportunities. Well, thank you so much, Cameron, for thank coming you. to the verbally affecting. Thank you podcast. for having me on here. You finally. did an awesome job. I didn't great. get you to sing, but as soon as these mics cut off, I know I'm gonna hear a note. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Cameron Whalem of the Hooligans and Bruno Mars on episode 53 of the Verbally Effective Podcast.